Hello, hello, this is Susie again, and it's July 13th, 7.30 p.m., 7.28 actually, and funny enough, 28 is my favorite number. It creeps up on me every day, multiple times. Do you have a number like that? It's pretty cool, and it used to creep me out a little bit because I thought, what the heck? Every time I look at the clock, it's 7.28. I'll be biking and I'll look up and the house in front of me is 28. Uh, driving, the license plate, 28. It, well, it's obsessive. And um, I've just embraced it and realized that it's a good thing. It's like a magic number coming to me from the universe and I will take it. So I'm sitting on my deck right now drinking a coffee. Probably way too late for coffee, but... Hey, I'm addicted, and I really freaking like the taste of it. So, what are you going to do? And today, if you didn't see by the title of the podcast, I am going to be talking to you about tarot and all its lovely givings. So, right now, in front of me, I've got the tarot deck Everyday Tarot, which I bought in my neighborhood recently. I was out with a friend and I, uh, we were talking about tarot and I've never pulled their tarot cards before and maybe they've had it done before, uh, once before. So we went into this local bookstore and lo and behold, there was the last tarot deck for us and we walked down the street and sat on some church steps and I pulled out some cards for them. And it was pretty cool. So, um, like them, tarot is new. And to a lot of people that I talk to, they don't really know much about tarot. Now, as you know, maybe from my last couple podcasts, I am a hairdresser. And I do that uh, several days a week. So I get to talk to a lot of people every day. And it's really freaking fun because I love talking and I love listening and I have a lot of interests. Um, Tarot being one of them and divination and the mystical world. So this is why I am recording this today. I want you guys to know a little bit more about tarot. And maybe, you know, you'll get your own deck. So here we go. What do you know about tarot? Tarot is a divination tool. And uh, divination and the mystical world has have always been an interest to me from a young age. From my first Ouija board to listening to ghost stories from family members. Um, listening to stories about people um, putting witchy powders in people's rooms to to bring bad spirits, to bring bad vibes, like some pretty wacky stories. Um, My family is Portuguese, and I'm just starting to realize that there are a lot of... um, Well, Portuguese people are generally quite Catholic um, and religious, so, you know, when there's, like, really good, there's also really bad um, in their... in in this culture, in this religion, where it's, um, you know, devil worship and... And, uh, you know, 
and dark magic really are things like superstition is huge and uh, I'm only realizing it that the more I talk to other other people um, I guess of European and Catholic descent but um, when I was a kid my sister had a tarot deck and I do remember her bringing it home and telling me not to touch it which you know, when you tell a kid not to touch something, well, they're going to touch it. And we lived in the same room for many years, so it was just sitting there on our shared bookshelf for, for quite some time, actually, before I dug in. And I remember pulling it apart and reading the manual, the instructions, and just not knowing what was going on. And, of course, this is pre-internet, so... Um, I say, of course, like, duh, I was pre-internet, but, you know, you don't know how old I am. Um, yeah, anyways, it was pre-internet, and, um, I remember pulling out the instructions and just going, what the heck? I don't know what to do with these cards. I, I do remember reading it saying that you don't want to use someone else's deck, and even actually right now that still kind of confuses me. Because, you know, when you're, when you're doing a reading, you often have the other person shuffle the deck. And, well, that means they're touching it. So does your deck kind of lose, lose its energy or lose its magic? I don't know. So, yes, from a young age, I have been deeply interested in magic. And I thought about it today, like, wow, I felt so dumb and crazy for thinking that you know, that could be real, or, oh, I don't want to see a ghost, so if I think about it, then maybe I won't see one, um, you know, thinking that that was crazy, but I, I don't think it is anymore, and um, I live right now a lot of the time in my head, <laughs> I'm sure I always have, but thinking about these things, and thinking about um, the, the unseen world and energy and you know a lot of my podcasts are going to be about that so hunker down if you're into that um, in March I hosted an event called Cultivate and there was a tarot reader there so they asked me if I wanted to have a reading um, for free which was really nice so I sat down um, I've always been nervous around tarot as if I'm going to hear an answer that is uh, going to just throw me for a loop and now I'm going to be messed up and thinking about it for months to come um, and they asked me if I wanted to have a three card draw or a five and at the time I was quite busy because I'm hosting an event and um, you know my mind is not really settled so I went for three card because I thought five might just be too much and they uh, asked me you know what question I wanted which is always so daunting because you have to think of something right away um, and I thought you know what do I need right now that's kind of a simple basic question and my cards were drawn and they read them to me. And it was freaking amazing. I was blown away with what was brought up to me because it was exactly what I was going through, um, exactly what I needed to hear, which was like slow down and enjoy the road because um, I'm pretty jumpy from one thing to the next, constantly looking for 
um, this external gratification. I am a Sagittarius as well, so um, being on the move and jumping to the next thing is, I think, is our thing. Needless to say, as soon as I did that, I was even more hooked to tarot than I already was. And about a week and a half ago, I met a friend for breakfast, and we were walking and talking, and um, tarot came up, and I said, oh my gosh, I should, I should bring my tarot deck and do some, a reading for you, and we were right beside a library, and I thought, you know what, I could use another deck, I could use another deck, why not? I only have one. Don't tarot readers have, like, ten? So we walked in, and, you know, tarot decks can range from, like, 50 to 100 bucks, which right now is out of my price range. But this deck was $16.99. It's a mini deck, very portable. It has its own little box. Um, it has its own little instruction booklet. And that was it. We sat up on some church stairs, and we did a tarot reading. So let's talk a little bit more about where tarot comes from. Tarot dates back to the mid-15th century in Europe. Decks were originally used to play games and later became useful as divination tools. Uh, Tarocci in Italian, tarot in French. That's new for me. Some believe it originated in Egypt. Um, yeah. A deck consists of four suits, so you've got your minor arcana, and each suit has ten cards, so from ace to ten, and then four face cards. King, queen, knight, and knave. I don't know what knave is, actually. Uh, a deck also has a major arcana, so they say that the minor arcana is le are lesser secrets, and the major arcana are greater secrets. So, altogether, like I'd said, 78 cards total. Uh, one of the most popular decks on the market, and um, it's been around for a long time, it's called the Rider Weight Tarot Decks. I'm sure you've seen them. Maybe they are yellow in color. Very decorative. So, your next question, I can tell, would be, why would I use tarot? Tarot is a tool that you can use... Um, to find an answer to a situation. It can guide you with a little bit more insight. So taromancy, taromancy can be done as easily as a one card draw, a three card draw, a five or a 10 card draw. Um, I'm thinking if you don't wanna go really deep, you do a one card draw. And if you just have a situation that you can't figure out or you really want to predict like future stuff I mean go big go for 10 why not it's a lot of information but if you've got the time dig in um, if if you don't want to dig in then go for go for a one and you know you can ask like I said a really simple question that I pretty much ask every day is like what do I need today what do I need right now and it's pretty mind-blowing what comes up so uh, how do these cards know what you need right 
this is where some open-mindedness needs to come in. Um, I believe in universal energy and that we're a part of it. Um, I believe in mysticism and psychic energies and ancestral energies. Uh, I believe that we are all one, what we can see and what we can't. Um, plant energy, plant medicine. I believe that I put what I what energy I put into my question will connect me to to the cards and my intention will come out in that card being chosen for me um, yeah I am really big also into manifestation uh, which I think is kind of connected to that where it's you know what you put out there is kind of what you get so you know in the last um, year and a half probably in the last year I've really tried to separate myself from the world and try to figure out who I am what I want and what I need and how I'm going to get there um, I've really been trying to keep my vibe high so that I can manifest those things and you know what I want is peace and happiness solitude no drama good health and financial security and these are things that I think about every day. They're things that I write down um, and trying to figure out how I can get there and how I can remove uh, blockages to get me there. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, one way that I started doing this was through meditation. And um, it has been the number one best thing that I that I've been able to do for myself. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you know, you have to sit there and separate yourself and, um, and try and, you know, clean slate your brain, which I think that meditation nowadays, um, a lot of people think that you need to kind of like sit there, you got to sit for an hour. Oh no, I can't stop thinking. Oh no. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's that at all. I think that we're it's been labeled as this but I think that anything can be considered meditation it could be cooking or knitting um, just finding a way to separate your brain from your worries and your your automatic thought patterns and as soon as you can try and create a little bit of space um, some answers will come from that you know when you go on vacation and you separate yourself from your everyday life um, you know, you kind of start to figure out what you want and what you need. And that's, that's pretty much what I've been trying to do for the last year. And wow, it's working. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, back to tarot. So tarot cards are answers. You ask it a question and it shows you. Um, it can be gentle or it could be really blunt. And that can be really scary because uh, you may not want it to be blunt and you may not really want the answer to the question you're asking but guess what it's going to give it to you i even find i even found even find that with tarot if you ask it a question and you really maybe have something else on your mind but you're avoiding that and you're asking it something really basic it's going to give you the answer to the other question so it might not actually make sense to the question you asked but if you kind of like sit with that answer for a few days and dig deep into your soul you might realize that it's actually um it's answering something that's a bit deeper than that so that's pretty cool and my first tarot reading was through my client Devani, and she 
we had bartered. I did her hair, and she gave me a session, and she had emailed it to me. And you know what? I should look it up. I'm sure I saved it. But I remember reading it, and it just kind of scaring me because it was all about change, change, change. And I thought, okay, what the hell does that mean? Is that my relationship? Is it my job? What's going to change? No, no, you know. Um, it made me really nervous. And at that time, my partner and I were really trying to figure out um, you know, our security together and what does that mean and are we going to choose to grow together or not and I just thought, oh god, it must mean this it must mean that we're going to break up, you know what else could it be um, and fuck, in those like three to five years, pardon my language so much has happened um, that wasn't that so pretty freaking cool so, yes, like I said, back to tarot. Um, a goal of mine is to use tarot cards enough, like I'd said, to, to know them a little bit better. But um, I'm going to pull some cards with you right now and hope that you get a bit of an understanding. So, here we go. So, like I said, the deck I'm using is called the Everyday Tarot by the Running Press, runningpress.com. It's really beautiful. The, the illustrations are really beautiful. I'm not sure who drew them or illustrated. Um, comes with an 88-page guide, and you can access your inner wisdom and create an inspired life. That sounds pretty good to me. All right, soul seekers, here we go. So I've got my deck in hand, and my question for us is, what can we use today? What can all of us who are here um, listening to tarot and reading, what can, we, what can we learn today? What do we want to know? What do we need to know? What energy in our world right now, by the way, Mercury retrograde, you may have felt it. Being a little bit out of it today, um, yesterday as well, and a lot of people I've talked to. So, just so you know, it's happening. And I can't remember for how long, but maybe another week or two. Alright, so I'm shuffling. Can you hear it? This deck is so new, the cards are really sticky. What do we need today? What does our planet need on this beautiful Saturday here in Toronto? It's sunny. You could probably hear the birds chirping. This is my third episode. So exciting. And... I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope I don't rant on for too long. And I hope I don't say and too much, which I think I do. And, um... Alright, here we go. Pulling a card. So, what I do is I crack the deck open. Kind of like you would if you were playing cards. And if I'm doing a one-card draw, I kind of just pull the top one out. So we got the tower... So the image on the tower on this deck is a tower with three windows and flames coming out of it. We've got flames coming out of the top. There is a woman who is falling from the tower 
and her crown has fallen off and it makes it known it's like a giant crown so I'm gonna open up the booklet and I'm gonna look up tarot Here we go. Right after the devil. Okay. So it came out upright, which means what you thought were solid foundations are crashing around you. Destruction and chaos are rampant. Know that these events are happening for you, not to you. New paradigms and opportunities are emerging. So another change card, which, hey, I mean, it's happening every day. I get it. But right now, it's just like we are in the time of change. We are in the time. Um, so if that card came up upside down, which would be called reversed, it says, do not resist change, even if you see this change is unwanted. It's important to let it run its course. The change is serving an important purpose and creating the opportunity for deep transformation. Yes, please. I mean, like I said, I'm a Sagittarian. I love change. I love change when I've warranted it. But I also, you know, when change happens, and I'm, you know, we've all heard this a million times, it's, it's our reaction to it that, um, you know, if change is going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, we don't have a choice in the matter, so it's not resisting it. And trying to find out how you can better from it or come out on top. Or um, like a wave, as we've heard the analogy, letting the wave ride over you and, you know, and seeing where you land. Um, my next podcast is going to be about the chakra system. And it's just like a basic a basic 101 on the seven preliminary chakras that are usually taught in the chakra system and um, you know coming out on top and change and all of that stuff is all about the systems because it's all about everyday life um, stagnation blockages where things energy can move generally there's like one or two chakras in our everyday that become clogged up and that's how we live our life we live it from that place and uh, it's learning how to to move that energy a little bit so I'm going to be talking about that in the next one but um, um, the root chakra with change uh, is grounding and if we can if we have a strong grounded foundation then whatever change comes whatever wave hits us will just hit us and wash over us but we will still be in the same position which is you know being um, strong and there and hearty and um, accepting so so that's lining up with the tower today the tower and the root chakra they go together um yeah so I hope you enjoyed podcast number three, number four coming up next week. I am doing some research and I'm hoping you're enjoying this. If you want, you can send me a message with any feedback and I hope that you get to hear the next one. So toodaloo. See you then.